So while we are talking box office, um, should we save it for the show or should we talk Christopher Nolan uh, and how much money he made on Interstellar? Fuck it. We'll do it live. It's foreplay. Okay. Um, All right. So uh, what was it? It was, it, we were talking, I was talking about Interstellar. His deal was he got 20 million for making the movie. He got a budget of 165 million. He got 20 million just for making the movie. And he got, what was the percentage he got of the, of um, the gross of the gross. Somehow how like he got 5%. a percentage of the gross. Was it like 5%? I think it was like 5%. Anyway, whatever it made interstellar made 800 something i think it was or was it 600 i think it was only like 650 million or something like that and he ended up making 155 million on <laughs> interstellar that's that's amazing that's a pretty good deal if you can get it which is funny because you know he's like all pissed off at warner and it's purely because of tenant right because of just the way that that was released yeah. or something? Because he was mad that it was released so quickly on uh, yeah. Max. On H- well, it was still HBO Max at that time. Um, it hadn't gone full Max. Where um, he had had these sweetheart deals with Warner, but I guess he's yeah. enough of a free agent where he can just be like, who else wants to pay me like they paid me? Yeah. And, that's, and that was the whole thing with Barbie. It wasn't so much that he was mad at Barbie or anything like that. He was mad that Warner was intentionally releasing it on the same day as Alpenheimer just to fuck with him. And yeah, yeah I'm sure that's what they did. Uh, but uh, who was the other guy you shared a story of? Um, something about John Cusack? C- C- is that how you said? Uh, he got percentage on some movie and he was not making money of it. I think it was John Cusack. You know what I think? Let's hear this story. Yeah. Chris, do you have any idea what he's talking about? I don't. That's because you guys don't pay attention. I I don't pay attention to what I send. Here you go. Uh, John Cusack. Uh, He did a film where he held up a boombox and somehow he got points. Net, not gross. Uh, The film became quite famous. Oh, this was what John Cusack tweeted uh, about the strike, about how little money he made or something like that. Somehow he says never that the, get that, points that movie, off the net. He says the film, somehow the film the, cost the, thirteen million map. to make and lost forty four million. <laughs> that's what they told him. That's why he doesn't. Get, that's why he doesn't get any residuals off of it because they told him somehow they didn't make any money off that movie, which is like become like a cult classic. I don't know if it was a hit at the time. What was it called? Say uh, anything. Say anything. That's right. Um, and that's literally the only thing I remember about it, is him holding up the boombox. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm yeah. not even sure I remember it from the movie or just from people posting <laughs> the photo. Right. I don't remember what song it was playing. I just, I remember I that. Him, yeah. I know I've seen that movie probably once. I don't um, know who the chick was. I own Grofold. That's right. The girl was Yoan Griffith. The, the Hornblower. Actor. Horatio Hornblower. Horatio Hornblower. And Mr. Fantastic. Mr. And Will William Wilberforce. Countdown. Ooh, here's a game. How much money do you think Christopher Nolan has? Mm. Ooh. Okay. I, I don't see how that's a countdown, but it can be a game. Well, let's count down. Um, let's count down each dollar once we figure it out. We'll each. So, no, that's how we'll guess. 
So I'm going to a trusted source, of course, which is a celebrity network. They've never they've never steered us wrong. They've never, never let us down. Down. They've never given us a bum steer. They're never gonna turn around and hurt us. Well, if he made eighty five million from Interstellar, he made at least a thousand dollars in every other movie. <laughs> Following, I'm guessing he made at least eighty five million as well. Um, yeah, you keep saying eighty five. He made one hundred and fifty five million. One hundred fifty five million. Why did I say 85? So following, he made 155 million. And, and those those uh, uh, Insomnia. Comic, comic book movies he made, surely he didn't get paid for those. No, I think uh, he did those for free. I'm going to say 285 million. That's it. I'm going to say I, it's got to be, well, I don't know. I'm going to say 500 million. Uh, Chris is the closest, but he's also over. So I don't know if he lost or won. It's 250. Oh. Which makes me, what, I doubt. How is he not. investing his money? What is it? He made $155 million off of one film and he's. He saw uh, Matt Damon's crypto no, commercial no. And, and put most of his net worth into all, cryptocurrency. All into FTX. Yeah. All right. He so he even, even, to ben McKinsey. even this website says that he made north of $100 million for Dunkirk. Dunkirk did. It still only made like uh, it made five hundred and thirty million worldwide. Listen, fortune favors hundred of it. Fortune favors the brave. Uh, Christopher Nolan <laughs> spends money on FTX and uh, a lot of OnlyFans he subscriptions. Like, he just supports Matt, artists. Matt Damon. Matt Damon was like, "If you want me to play General Groves in Oppenheimer, <laughs> I'm going to need you to take my position." Am I am on FTX? I've sunk a ton of money into this. I need you to help me out. Uh, little known fact: it's actually Christopher Nolan who buys all the IMAXs and then ships them out so that people can use them. <laughs> all right, uh, that's uh, we still need a countdown. Let's count down the number of movies Cameron Crowe, director of Say Anything, has made. He directed that. <laughs> Who is this? Uh, I know he's uh, almost famous. So that's that's. I thought your I thought Elizabeth Town was your favorite. The the one with the the bicycle that um, rapes Orlando Bloom. <laughs> oh, um, something Kentucky. What was it? Uh, Elizabeth Town. Uh, Elizabeth Town. Elizabeth Town. Yeah. Right. So, so he's, three, he's made he's made three movies. Okay, oh, so he's yeah. made 10. Um, say anything. So A movie I've never heard of called Singles. And then his first hit, Jerry Maguire. Mm. And then arguably his Don't biggest hit. Ah, it's probably not his biggest hit, but the one that everyone seems to love is Almost Famous. And then Vanilla Sky, Elizabethtown. Uh, two documentaries. Can we Do we count documentaries? What's two documentaries? He, he made one called The Union and Pearl Jam 20. Let's skip those. He made eight movies. Okay, so seven, uh, sorry, six is Elizabeth Town. In 2011, he made a movie with Matt Damon called We Bought an Aquarium. Sorry, <laughs> We Bought a Zoo. We Bought a Zoo. And then in 2015, he made a movie featuring, made a <laughs> featuring famous Asian actress Michelle Yeoh. Emma Stone. 
no joke. He he cast Emma Stone as like a, I don't know, like at least fifty percent. What movie is this? Asian girl, uh, Aloha. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> she's she's a native. That was his last movie. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. Welcome to the SSEU podcast back on a regularly scheduled time. Uh, Yeah, Uh, that's all I had to say about that. Did you see that they are doing a remake of Moana now? Okay, Live action? Live action Moana. Are they really? The Rock is reprising his role, of course. Uh, But uh, I don't know who else is supposed to be in it. I wonder who's going to play Tafiti. Like that, that'll be an interesting practical effect. Who was that? Is that the crab? No. Oh no, that's not the crab. No, that's the monster the... at the end. Oh. Monster. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Taka Tafiti. Um, Tafiti, I guess, is like when she is not hangry once she's had the Snickers bar. Um, but beloved, but... beloved monsters have many names. What What is the name of the? I assume Jermaine Clement will play the monster crab. He could, he looks like a crab to me. How, how are they going to do that? Like what? I mean, I guess he's just gonna. I guess they're just gonna. It's gonna be CGI. I, I don't. I don't. Sure, but why? Why not make it animated then? I don't understand. Right. It, well, exactly. Like Moana, like had beautiful animation. Uh, like, what's the point of doing? Uh, well, to be fair, it also had great songs. But are they just yeah. Lin Manuel going to be going to play like a bunch of the uh, Islanders? Like I love this movie. There's just no reason to remake it as, no, as a live action. No, there's None. not. <laughs> I like I like I like how out of the loop and not online I am anymore because I was at the party the other weekend and uh, I still have the like, party, not a party. To be a clear, party. The you party. said the party, uh, a, a, a crayfish uh, party. Uh, anyway, and uh, they started to talk about sure, Disney. just like not explain what that is. They started to talk about Disney and how much trouble Disney is, and it's because they're so woke and yeah, and that thing they did with the movie X and whatever. And I'm just sitting there. I have no idea what's going on. I have Wait, no idea. The why new Twitter. People... The new Twitter.com is a movie. Mm-hmm. What? You said X. The movie. You X. said the movie X. <laughs> <laughs> no, X is a stand-in for a movie. I don't remember which. Oh, one they like were fill in the blank. About. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm sorry. Blank. Um, that's funny that you go to parties in Sweden with American reactionaries. Like, what? Who is talking about woke Disney in Sweden? That's crazy. People who spend too much time on like TikToks and whatever it is. Okay. I don't know. Uh, all right. So it's time. We are a current affairs podcast, uh, and one of uh, the more recent developments is that uh, a new kind of math. Uh, has dropped uh, and I wanted to I think that I should quiz Ryan about it uh, because I think we will get the best answers uh, so Ryan are you familiar with uh, college football math college football math no you know that there are five power five conferences right one of them is named the big 12 how many teams are in the conference called the big 12 Wait, are we saying, um, are we counting Oklahoma and Texas? Well, yeah. Okay, because they're still in, yes. Okay, thanks, that helps. 
Um, <laughs> well, we are counting Oklahoma what? and Texas in the Big 12. Yeah, this in season, one more year. This yeah. season, how many teams are in the Big 12? Um, 12. No, you you might think so, but I'm not <laughs> sure it has been 12 in, I don't know, how many years, Chris? Many years. All right. Many years. But, after this season, since Nebraska and Colorado left, and since West Virginia joined, yeah, yeah. But uh, after this season, Texas and OU they are leaving for the SEC. So Ryan, when you remove two teams from a conference, how many teams does that conference then have? Ten. Well, if it had fourteen and you remove two, it has ten. Oh, you didn't tell me that it had fourteen. You just said twelve oh. was wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. It ha- okay. it has fourteen. Um. Well, 15. Oh, close. It's 16. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's because they're getting like- uh, the best college north of Scottsdale and south of <laughs> Mesa and east of Lake Havasu City and west of Camelback Mountain. Your, uh, your geography is so off. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know exactly where Scottsdale is. <laughs> right. Uh, Chris, how many teams are in the Big Ten? Oh, um, it's not 10? I actually didn't look this up. Give me a moment. 14. And, and again, we're, we're, we're talking this season, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, four, 14. 14. Okay. So not 14. 10. Uh, starting next year, they're going to have... That can't be right. Are they going to have 18 schools? Yes, they oh, are. <laughs> what? The big... You're going to double it up. Okay. All right. We got 18th place in the Big Tens. Are you going to ask us about uh, the other conference with the right. number in it? All right. How many teams are in the Pac-12 this season? This season. Six. <laughs> it's it's well, not uh, I want to say bad. 12, but I mean, the Big Ten had eight more was going to have eight more but currently it's four more so no, I'm, gonna you, say, you, I'm gonna say 16 no it's it's 12 you you, you were right how mm. many teams will the pack 12 have next year uh i could count them we're counting podcast okay stanford one cal two um who else an animal north uh oh um washington state Three. Okay. Three, Oregon State, four. Yeah, yeah, four. But I, this is a trick question four? because does anyone think the Pac-12 will actually exist next year? Sure, Probably have not. a four-team, have a four-team conference. That'll be fun. <laughs> what's What's uh, awesome is uh, Cal and Stanford are known for like obscure sports, you know, sailing and I don't know fencing, like Olympic sports, and so they're going to join some super conference. With they're gonna like join the ACC, and they're gonna have to spend like millions of dollars a year sending their fencing team and sailing teams. They have to sail like around the tip of South America. <laughs> compete with uh, I don't know whoever sails on the East Coast. Yeah, we haven't talked about the SEC because who cares about it? But how many schools do you think are in that conference? It doesn't this have season. a it doesn't have a number in it. I feel like conferences should be required to have a number in their name. So like the Southeastern, I don't know. We could just go with 12. That seems to be a common number. 12 or 10. I'm not even 12. 
I'm not even finding it on uh, Wiki. Oh, there it is. 14. Doesn't stop them from being called the Southeastern 12. Ryan. What? Tell us about your travel hack. So I just got back from a long trip. I want to hear about um, this travel hack that you had that I like neglected to use on my trip. It was well, it had to about... do with somebody who booked uh who booked an if you Airbnb. Book an Airbnb and if you pee in the plants outside, was that what it was? If you pee in the plants outside, then the uh, uh you'll get the you'll get the place for free. You'll get to stay for the amount of time you booked it, but the person will give you a refund. Yeah. As okay. long as you I think it's if you don't use the restrooms inside and use anything but the restrooms and we know this because somebody posted they're like they own an airbnb and they're like so i caught somebody peeing in my planters because i have i have a video of the outside of my place and i contacted airbnb um and uh they their money was refunded but i want them out and airbnb refuses (laughs) to evict them from my place and which we took to mean like that's just yeah that's a hack it's a hack. You get to play this free. Is a, this is actually a hack that you can use. This is one of the useful hacks. This isn't like, you know, if you put soda cans in the refrigerator, they'll get cold. <laughs> Would you like be that pissed if somebody just peed in your planters outside? If I had an Airbnb, I got to be honest, I would not waste my time watching the video feed from yeah. outside. <laughs> That's the other thing I would not do for sure. Like That's but... really obsessive. All right. See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset if I was peeing in my own planters. I would be fine with that. But as I don't think I want anyone else's pee in my plants. To be fair to the guests, was there any signage that said you're not supposed to pee in the planter? And also, like, what if it? What if they couldn't get inside? What if it was like, hey, the the code isn't working or whatever, and I've got to pee. So here's the planter. Like, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to be a barbarian. Just pee right on your front front porch. It's not like uh, he Harvey Weinsteined that plant. Uh, Ryan, you you went traveling with your father-in-law in an Uber. We so he needed to drop his car off at this place, and he's he's always got these guys that he knows that work on cars that are just have random shops all over the place. And he didn't know how to get to where this uh, this garage was. And I understand why. It was kind of just like in the middle of nowhere. And I thought he was wanting me to drive my car and follow him there. Um, but the issue with his car was something with the shifter where it wasn't going into gear right. And he just didn't trust himself to, to drive it like that. And he was like, can you just drive it? And we'll both go there and then Uber back home. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I'll do that. That's that's fine. So we get there and we drop the car off and I call for the Uber. And he'd never been in an Uber before. Um, and I was like, oh, OK, well, well, all right. First time for everything. Sure. So the guy shows up and I should have this what should have been assigned to like just maybe cancel it but i don't know so there's significant body damage on the passenger side of the car when he pulls up how how, how significant are we talking i mean i'm talking about like the entire uh uh the entire front passenger door is like you know 
like the 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 body damage dent um it takes up the entire door like it's not just like a little dent on part of the, it's the the entire door is smashed in and then also like half of the the rear passenger door like both doors work so it looks like he's like you know kind of gotten it straightened out to where the doors operate you know properly but still how's the shifter looking <laughs> i think the shifter looked fine okay um and so we get in and the guy just like floors it and just takes off right away wait and, what car was it make um, a model I, I, uh, I mean a dodge journey it was <laughs> unfortunately it wasn't he he would have gotten five stars uh, a Toyota Corolla. Get off there. Now, it's what, an SUV. What's your Uber get, rating, Ryan? Right? Uh, 4.87. Question, how many Uber accounts have you had to close because of low ratings? None. Okay, yeah, it doesn't show me, moving it doesn't on. Show me anyway, it was some SUV. It was some probably... Let's just say, uh, let's just say Dodge like, Journey. tweets. fine. A Dodge Journey. It's a better um, visual. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're... We're in an area where there's, it's like a country road where you can go pretty fast. I think the speed limit's like 50 or something like that, 55. And, but there's like stop signs. It's not even stoplights, but there are stop signs every few miles. The first one we get to, like, he kind of like, he, he, he slows down and he almost stops. He almost stopped and then just like goes. And then the next one, Ooh, what what Work. what do you what do you call those kind of stops in, in Texas? A rolling stop, I think. What do you call them, Chris? Same. Oh, I I heard a California stop was was the phrase. Oh, really? Interesting. All right, I'll I'll start calling them that. I'll start calling them. Oh, it's a California stop. Uh, the next one, he pumps the brakes. Like we, you know, it's clear that like there's nobody else. Like it's the it, it's pretty empty there's nobody coming uh either way from in the other direction and so he just pumps the brakes and just blows right through the stop sign and <laughs> my father-in-law he's just like whoa so this is what ubers are like and i was just <laughs> like i guess and i mean he's and then once we get to where there are other cars he's just weaving in and out of just like passing everybody he's he gets up to like 70 miles an hour on uh you know this rural uh road uh where it which is like 50 or 55 miles an hour passing people um it was uh it was the most uh dangerous uber ride i've ever been in um it was uh it was pretty insane um i i don't know uh, i don't know how you could like be an uber driver and just what was Ryan his like rating? <laughs> it said it was he. It said he had a good. I, I'm, just, I'm sure it was like four point nine or something like that. People uh, appreciate people appreciate getting where they're going on time. I guess, I guess unless you're the ones that uh, you know caused that body damage and you're on the passenger side, those people probably didn't give him a great rating. Well, uh, yeah, they only gave on time, but a bit roughed up. Four point eight. Yeah. <laughs> but, so it's the only only uh because it was the only uber ride that your father-in-law has been on uh for you it was the ter- most terrifying 
ride you've ever been on. And for him, it's just like, oh, this must be what Uber's <laughs> yeah. like. He just is like, oh, this is that's that's how they that's all are. They yeah. just drive. They just drive and sing. I, I never really I've never really had a bad Uber experience or Lyft experience. I my worst cab experience, however, was in Chicago when I was heading to uh, to O'Hare from downtown Chicago. And then you're going on I I forget which one. Let's say I ninety I forget five. I don't know. Uh, and you're going toward ninety maybe. Uh, and you're going toward O'Hare. Uh, and this very clearly, there are two ways to go. One goes toward O'Hare, and I'm pretty sure the other the other uh, lanes go toward Milwaukee or something. But he was just zooming in 60, 70 miles per hour heading towards Milwaukee. And then at the last second, into a long line of backed up cars, he just squeezes his way in. Like he barely breaks. He has turned oh. on his flashers, his blinkers, and I've never... So Cut a bunch of people. He he cut like several miles of cars. <laughs> it's it was I was both impressed and terrified at the same time. Yeah, I mean that's great if you can. My my fear with that is always like, what if no one lets you? What <laughs> if there's no openings to to squeeze in, and then you're just screwed. All right, Chris, you seem like you have something to say. Do I get to talk about my trip now? Yes. You went on a trip. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Thanks for uh, paying attention, friend. How many how many trips have you been on since uh, we last recorded? Oh boy, when did we last record? <laughs> last week. Oh, okay. Well, just just one trip. Uh, pretty epic trip. Kind of a once in a lifetime kind of kind of deal. Uh, went forty two hundred miles. Uh, shoot, was it sixty seven or seventy seven hours? A lot you, of you, hours. You you did the Oregon Trail. Did the Oregon Trail? <laughs> Indeed, we did. Yeah. Thomas, in in I don't know if, if this will make foreplay or the actual episode. We were talking about the toilets at your new place of work, um, mm-hmm. and how disappointing it is that you haven't been locked in yet. Um, <laughs> but uh, you talked about was there a door that didn't close or something? Anyway, one of the hotel rooms that we stayed at the the bathroom door didn't close. Uh, super high quality stuff. Um, and I guess I you know what's the know issue? You're married. I don't know if they're if people are entertained by like my old man ranting, but man, everything is so expensive nowadays. It's ridiculous. Uh, like a hotel room, not even a nice one. A hotel room costs two hundred dollars, and if you want to get anything decent, it's more than three hundred dollars. It's like, and that's it's three hundred if you want the bathroom door that closes. Yes, exi- precisely. Or if you want a bathroom. That is uh, if you just if you want the bathroom, if you don't want to have to go outside. Well, this one hotel that we stayed at and granted, like these are all in pretty like premium locations. So it's 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 not like, oh, yeah, like middle of north high hotel room inventory. It's so expensive or so crappy. But this one room that we got right on the beach on this kind of cliff overlooking the beach, really, really beautiful place. But um the bathroom either was hit with a shrink ray or it was made for a people group much smaller than human beings. Uh, I don't know if wood sprite would qualify elves, hobbits. Uh, is it, th- is it like, uh, is it like that Matt Damon movie that I'm not quite like that? Uh, downsizing, downsizing, not quite like that, 
because I was able to use the toilet. Um, and addition <laughs> to my wife and daughter, I uh, I was able to use it, but um, I think I sent you a picture of this bathroom, and I don't know if it came through in the pictures, like if it was clear. The way the toilet was situated, um, like no human being could actually sit on it because the wall was like, I don't know, like seven inches from the toilet seat. So you had to sit on the toilet sideways. Uh, I considered... Um, approaching it as like a reverse toilet type deal. Uh, you know what I'm talking about with the reverse toilet? I, I shared that YouTube video yep. with you. Uh, not reverse as in something that would put sewage inside of you, but that you would <laughs> that you would mount in, in a reverse way. You'd take your pants yes. off and like put your... Um, you could kind of use the toilet tank as a workspace, really, is what you could do. Yeah, you, you could get, put yeah, your laptop yeah. there. Get some work done. But I elected... Do a drawing. I elected to sit sideways. And the bonus of that is uh, you could wash your hands before you even stood up because the sink was right there. <laughs> like uh, like a real la lady rides a horse. It's the lady way of mounting side a toilet. Side saddle. <laughs> side, side, side side toilet. <laughs> yeah, so uh, all kinds of fun stuff on our trip. Uh, all right, the so highlights I weren't want, the mountains or the beaches. It was the toilets. I need to object. I'm I'm doing some live research here. I looked up Cordelline. Uh, I am seeing tons of rooms that, that are like 100, 120 a night. Like the Motel 6 or the Super <laughs> 8. I have a hard time believing you. Um, what? My dad stayed in a hotel, uh, sorry, a Motel 6. It was in Bozeman, Montana. Um, that was over 200 a night. I, I that had what on the floor? I said they leave the light on for him. They leave light on for him. Yeah, they did. It was a little, little, little creepy that the guy was standing there, like, <laughs> like at the switch. But hey, hey, he's like, "I'll turn it off too." Yeah, and and oh, like the few meals that we went to restaurants for are just insanely expensive. It's tw- twice we went out with six people, and uh, I'm a little embarrassed to say how much it cost. It was ridiculous. I, ridiculous. I could get I could get a ten percent discount at the Motel Six in Bozeman. Uh, that takes it down to about one hundred and fifty. Okay, so maybe like school started in some places and and prices have dropped. So now's the time to travel, people. Um, the the Hampton Inn, and it was the nicest Hampton Inn I've ever stayed at. But the Hampton Inn in Hood River was over three hundred dollars for a Hampton Inn, which as nice as your Hampton Inn is, the coffee still sucks. Uh, did you visit any other uh, fun places on your trip? All the places were fun. Uh, we went through the Tetons twice on the way out and on the way back. All right. Went, went to a lot of cool beaches. Uh, everyone should go. Uh, and here's the thing. I love America. Um, not just, you know, in the, uh, I don't know, hugging the flag pole like, like Donald Trump did. Remember that <laughs> visual? <laughs> not in that sense, but uh, to drive across the American West is a glorious thing. Um, not everything is equally beautiful, but even just the weird like Eastern Idaho desert like high desert even that is just interesting looking so there's like half the american west we drove through is like 10 out of 10 scenery but um some of it is kind of the the beauty is very stark it's empty it's fascinating it's amazing and worth worth all the hours of driving so what would i rate it thomas that's a good question um i would rate driving across the american west i would give it 12 miniature bathrooms but you still haven't mentioned the highlight of your trip uh, you talk was it, about you talk about the, beaches and hotels, but you don't talk about the homeless people yelling at trees. 
because boy, Seattle's filled like they are not handling their homeless issue very well. But you've got to say they're not handling their trees. That's why the homeless are yelling at them. <laughs> no, the river. The river. Wind river. Rock throwing. The river. Okay, so yeah, you're right. You uh, ingrates, I send you a picture <laughs> of Wind River and you act like I presented you with a plate of, I, I don't know, because I was going to say a plate of poop. But you guys would actually probably like get your hands in that and kind of enjoy it. Um, it would be like I presented you with a, it's, it's like I presented Ryan with a Dodge Journey. <laughs> I'm like, guys, guys, I have a treat for you. And it was like, here's a picture of the Wind River, uh, which we crossed like, it goes back and forth on the road. We probably crossed it 20 times. That was amazing. It was best part of the trip, hands down. Did we, did not we see when the trip when the treat was coming. I expect that. To, how am I supposed to know that it's the Wind River if I don't see the Netflix logo in the shot? I didn't see any wind. And no, that's to be fair, you did camera. not see the Scarlet Witch or um, Jeremy Renner, whatever his okay. superhero name is. So, uh, Chris, do you remember, do you remember, I think it was ages ago, uh, in foreplay before Ryan joined, uh, we talked about how Meg and I have uh, the same taste in shows. I remember this, Thomas. Right. And uh, so uh, I think this might also uh, maybe be true when it comes to to movies. Uh, But I I, I like a variety of movies. But I also like the the good old-fashioned rom-com. And... The last couple of weeks, uh, I went back and watched When Harry Met Sally. Uh, and yesterday night, yesterday evening, I watched uh, You Got Mail. Uh, not too long ago, I saw Sleepless in Seattle. And here's the thing. Here's my bold claim. There are no recent comedies, rom-coms that are even close. Mm. Like there's not a single like these, I, I guess, 90s, late 90s, maybe early 2000s. That's the golden age of rom-coms. The ones that are made today are for stupid people and they are bad and they are mass-produced Netflix garbage. Well, to be fair, there are just fewer rom-coms. Like it's kind of on the outs with Hollywood Studios. I, I looked up the list and the last good one on that list is 2011. It's Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, that's good. I feel like there's one that we've watched in the last, um year maybe even more than one that uh that i liked and that i thought were good ryan i feel like you liked always be my maybe i that may who was in that That Uh, ellie uh, Ellie wong um and randall oh yeah yeah that that was good uh i like that one so i uh i'm not a rom-com but i actually kind of liked uh Meg Ryan's son in uh, Plus One, which nobody watched and nobody talked about. I don't, yeah, I don't even know what that is. Plus One, I don't know what that is either. Sounds like a minus. Look, it's uh, 88% fresh um, from critics. It 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 made 44000 at the box office. <laughs> is that good? <laughs> <laughs> did, it, did he make money? <laughs> Ryan was a big fan of... Uh, I hated it, the big sick, but Ryan liked it. I liked the big sick. Why you hated it? I didn't hate <laughs> it. I just I just felt like it was overrated. Like ever like I maybe I went in with too high of expectations, like, oh, it's gonna be really good. And I just it did nothing for me. I thought it was okay, but it's not like I don't like well, well, you've got mail. 
you can turn it on and watch it and you'll enjoy it. If you're if you're a rom-com person, like any at any time, but I don't want to re-watch The Big Sick. Uh, this list I pulled up has in fifth place uh, when I did like 2010s rom-coms, uh, Crazy Rich Asians from 2018, which is an okay movie. Uh, I'm not sure I laughed even once. It was more just, the story, oh, is this how Asians live? Uh, but, you know, it's it's not it's not hilarious. So I looked uh I just I just binged the uh Rotten Tomatoes best romantic comedies of all time based on critics scores and some recent ones come up um ones that I am totally unfamiliar with maybe maybe I've heard of them number 15 of all time is the worst person in the world sounds familiar worst person sure. in the world from 2021 of... it concludes it's Joaquin about the years Oslo trilogy so Thomas I'm surprised you haven't seen that um, to all the boys I've loved before in 2018, that's number 16. Spontaneous yeah. from 2020 yeah. is number 17. Why are you going up? Sh- oh, shouldn't it's... you be going to what? What's number one on the list? Uh, it's weird. There actually is no number one or two or three or four or five. It starts with number six. Oh, oh, oh no, I sorry, I, I had the Ryan setting clicked. Um, they're all from like before 1950. <laughs> so it just didn't even populate that part of the list. Yeah, you, there's no reason to watch anything before. Ooh. Or Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park line for the win. Oh wow. Oh wow. So we went from 1980 all the way up to the 90s. Okay. Yeah. I bet Ryan has seen the movie Enough Said, number 21. Ryan is an established uh Julia Louis Dreyfus fan. So this is a, the odd rom-com with her and James Gandolfini. Not seen that. Uh, what year was this? 2013. Is James Gandolfini the love interest? Of- They're sitting together on the... Um, Talk about not typecasting. On the poster. Right, right. <laughs> like big fat man, like little tiny Jew. Um, yeah, Welcome like- to every Kevin James show ever. <laughs> Ooh, uh, R- Ryan, um, I feel like the Blank Check podcast has talked recently about number 23 on the Rotten Tomatoes list, and that is 1993's Ivan Reitman rom-com, Dave. They've talked about it while talking about other movies, <laughs> right? <laughs> so specifically, yeah, I... specifically that like Kevin Klein <laughs> plays this this uh, guy, this lookalike, this guy who kind of looks like the president yeah. uh, enough that it fools the president's wife, and the president goes into like a coma, <laughs> and so Dave starts to actually like enter into the life, and there's a scene where he takes a shower, and Sigourney Weaver gets a look at his cock. <laughs> Is that when she realizes? Well, there's a look on her face that's unclear whether or not she's like, oh, that's a different one. Or yeah. I'm I'm impressed because it's different or <laughs> or ambiguity there. Yeah. Where it's yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a look. It's it's never clear exactly what what she's trying to or what that look means, you know, or what we're supposed to take away from it. Um it seems maybe it's like, hey, that's a bigger dong than I remember. <laughs> All right. So it uh, certainly wasn't a look of disappointment. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just found a different list uh, and I feel vindicated. This is Vanity Fair's 
best romantic comedies. Number one, When Harry Met Sally. Number two, You've Got Mail. Number three, Clueless. Number four, Bridget Jones' Diary, which is 2001. Uh, number five is a little odd considering the others. It's Phantom Thread. Uh, number six. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we could comfortably throw out this list if it considers Phantom Thread a rom-com. <laughs> what in the world? Number six is back like to 10 things I hate about you. What, what a Ryan? Light, a little light poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of laughs in Paul Thomas Anderson's recent rom-com. That's funny okay. that that's on that list. That's crazy. Number 25 in the Rotten Tomatoes list is uh, a movie that Ryan stands. Palm Springs. Palm Springs is great. That's good. What year did that come out? 2020. I showed that to my dad and he hated it so much. (laughs) Uh, This is also, this is also my dad who, uh, I don't know if you remember this, uh, but uh, he he went, uh, he's got a, a movie theater just, like a mile from his house that he can walk to. And um, he went to go see guardians of the galaxy three and he walked out of it uh, 30 minutes in. <laughs> Good. You guys remember why? No, I don't remember why. No. Because he was utterly confused because for some reason he was under the impression that this was the sequel to Shazam, <laughs> which he had watched. <laughs> that, would, that would be very confusing and he had not watched guardians one or two and he's like what is happening there's a lot of pew pewing and it's loud and a lot of shooting and i hate this where is shazam where is shazam where's the magic boy who flies one of the fun things is introducing him to movies that that uh he otherwise wouldn't see it took him a long time to come around to once upon a time in hollywood at first he was just like I was like, oh, it's nostalgic. Yeah, look at the scenery. Look at this. Look at that. And, and he was just overcome by just the violence and this and that and and couldn't like step back and appreciate like the, the bigger story. Uh, last night we watched. Like, um, that's not what happened. <laughs> I, right. I had a worst clickbait experience the other day. It was a, a picture of Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And then the title said uh, the one blockbuster Brad Pitt. Uh, wishes he hadn't made and of course i clicked on it because it was him driving a car and once upon a time in hollywood it wasn't that that wasn't was the troy movie. what was yes it? yes troy yeah okay interesting does it say why he regretted making troy or just that like it turned out to not was... actually work as a movie i don't There's think he deal. i don't think he ever really <laughs> liked it didn't work as a movie uh, he didn't like what did he say? He didn't like that he had to be like bare chested in the middle of every shot or something like that. Uh, I don't know. He he wasn't a fan, but he had well, to I... make it because something else was canceled that he had promised to make or something like that. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's it is just torture to like. I'm sure the entire time he was making it, he just like craved a candy bar, you know, where <laughs> like he had to look just immaculate. Though, like mm-hmm. the whole movie is premised on just mm-hmm. like a bunch of shirtless men with huge muscles and um i mean i remember like paul rudd who i don't i gotta be honest like watching uh marvel movies i'm not like wow what a great bod but like i remember him saying he had like he had to go like years without having carbs because like that's just like the disney diet if you're gonna be a disney movie like or marvel i guess like you just have to look 
amazing. Jeez. Even if and it's not just... like he does like shirtless she- scenes or anything. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> He's just getting in a ant suit. So what did anyway, you and your dad watch? Last night we watched uh Chef, um, along with my daughter. Oh. Um now I went on Common Sense Media and kind of the only kind of thing with the movie was uh language as far as letting kids watch it. And boy, Jordan's review of the movie was I really liked it, but there were a lot more F words than dad thought. (laughs) (laughs) Was it rated R? Yeah, it's rated R for language. Oh, I don't remember it being rated R. For some reason, I thought it was, I've seen it um, and I liked it. I didn't realize, I didn't realize that it was, uh, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. It's a great, we've talked about it before. And like I said before, great performance by Michael Pena. I need to watch that again. You're not going to correct me and tell me it was John Leguizamo. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. Uh, So speaking of rom-coms, did you guys, did you see who uh, won uh, the FIFA Women's World Cup? Uh, Um, Meg Ryan? Not the U.S. I don't know who beat them. No, we knocked the U.S. out. Uh, Spain uh, won. Uh, the FIFA Women's World Cup. And then during the medal ceremony afterwards, the, the players walk up and they, they meet some of the, you know, the dignitaries, the, the, I don't know. Australia uh, has dignitaries? No, but it's like the, the oh, president, of, the president of the football federation and things Whoa. like that. Who and did also, Spain beat? In the final, England. Okay. Then I, I saw the, I saw someone make the comment. <laughs> Way to take down the colonizers. <laughs> yeah, because Spain's such a right <laughs> non-colonizers Spain. Right, right. <laughs> no, but during the that, medals... that, that would be that would be like the the same perspective of like the American <laughs> leftist who travels to to China and's like, wow, look at all the minorities. <laughs> <laughs> no, but during the medal ceremony, uh, why the the president of the Spanish Football Federation just. Uh, grabbed one of the female players and kissed her right on the lips uh, okay. f- for like I don't know a good two three seconds like enough that, enough that it felt awkward and it was caught on on photo oh, it, it felt it was it was the amount of time that made it feel awkward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so this side of the Atlantic they call that pulling an Adrian Brody um, after what he did to Halle Berry at the Oscars a few years ago. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, really? Well, let me put it like this. Uh, the Protestant Europe uh, is up in arms about this. I think it's uh, absolutely <laughs> reprehensible. Uh, I think he might survive as president of the Spanish Football Federation. <laughs> I don't think they care all that much. Uh, Chris, uh, did you have anything else to say about deadlock? Uh, no, I, I kind of covered it. Like, it's... I think it's it's a really good detective show, and I realize just how much I like detective shows, especially in another kind of culture. Um, <laughs> yeah, no Australian culture. <laughs> I mean, I like British detective shows. Like, it's a different culture. They they say funny words, you know. And uh, I mean, one of my favorites of all time is Shetland. Thomas, have you seen Shetland? Uh, no. Oh, I love Shetland. You need to watch Shetland. It's so good. Uh, but... A pony, a pony detective. <laughs> Shetland Pony Detective. Shetland colon. Pony Detective. Pony Detective M Dash. Ghost uh, Protocol. Deadlock on Prime Video. Everyone watch it. It's uh 
It's great. It's gay. The World Cup. What else is going on now? Um, oh, uh, it's a writer strike. Writer strike still going on. We could we could probably talk about well, that. That's going to go on for they, a while. They'd never know when we're recording. That's <laughs> right. Uh, it's two weeks until I'm uh, running my half marathon, which I, is you know, Ryan. I I this is a kind what of a shame. Why do you have to do that? This is kind of a shame that uh, Ryan, you have your video off, and even if you had your video on. I feel like to save bandwidth, uh, it's downgraded Thomas's video feed, but Thomas is looking really good. I mean, I, I'm not surprised. Like he's he's looking tan. Uh, there is no reflection on him. He's looking tan. I asked him about it, and his response was something to the effect of, "It's cold going outside." So okay, <laughs> but also it's probably due to training outside. Like if you run 20 miles outside or whatever, um, that's going to give you a bit of a tan. How long is a half marathon in miles? It's 20, 13, at least a hundred. I think it's, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, no, uh, the shitty thing is that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't go running for like a month during the summer because I hurt my foot. Uh, and so I rested for two weeks. Then I tried to go running and I was just as bad again. And yeah. I had to rest another two weeks. Uh, yeah. And then I went and bought new shoes and suddenly it's much easier. What kind of shoes do you buy? What kind of shoes do you have? I bought a New Balance More Fours. Okay. One of the one of the softest shoes on the on the market. Well, all the shoes are soft cloud. now. You can go with OnCloud. No, I did try a pair. Uh, they looked cool. I feel like that's all I see are those. Uh, are those the Swedish or uh, Swiss Swiss ones? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I see so many of those. Um, but I feel like JVL has talked about this recently that everyone's gone like the Hoka route. Everything's soft. Everything's cushion. Every everything, even like Asics, the uh, Nimbus, uh, they've suddenly like their soles are now like high heels, which you know Thomas helps you in the personality department. Yeah, no, uh, I went with uh, soft uh, shoes because I uh, I do have a heel problem. Uh, that's why I couldn't run for several weeks. <laughs> now we have Ryan is uh, showing off his is that Asics? Yeah. No, no um, that. On on cloud, whatever you call them. I've got. I have. I think uh, three pairs of ons now. How uh, how far do you run with them? I don't run at all on them. <laughs> I mean, no, actually, I mean, I run up and down stairs. There we go. Oh yeah, like speaking of looking great, like uh, Ryan said his video off, but apparently Ryan, you're looking great. Like ev- everyone on the show is getting in shape. Are you getting in shape? Oh me? Uh, I, I was before I went on the trip. You can't count that against them. Uh, I was in great shape, but uh, I'm going to get in shape. But yeah, Ryan's uh, Ryan's ripped now. Holy cow! Mm. Yeah. All right. Anything? uh, Anything else to add? We have talked about uh, essentially nothing. This is the Seinfeld episode. Yes. (laughs) Ryan, have you started Hard Knocks yet? No, I keep meaning to, and I like. What have I got? Two or three episodes behind. Two. Oh wait. Uh, it's just two behind because it okay. comes out tomorrow. It comes out tomorrow, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up on that. And it's the Jets, so I mean, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna get fun. Like, yeah. As they start losing games and Aaron Rodgers, like as the honeymoon ends, oh, yeah. it's gonna be amazing. Yes. When when they when Jets fans start booing him, that that's gonna be great. Uh, but you know how coaches love head. The coaches love metaphors, right? <laughs> we talked about uh, Frank Reich bringing the, the grounding rod in this giant like metal pole. 
<laughs> yes. So, uh, spoilers. Uh, these are some nonfiction spoilers. Uh, the season uh, starts with Robert. How do you say his name? Sala? 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 I don't know. Sala. Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets. His metaphor is, he says, do you know the only bird that is that dares attack an eagle? A crow. <laughs> it's a crow. And do you know what eagles do when a crow attacks? They fly up high in the sky um, oh above God. where, and he's got, it makes sense. He's like, yeah, I know like we're the jets. We're not the eagles, but, but in this, we're the eagles in this, we're in this metaphor. We're the eagles and we got to just fly <laughs> high above all the crows that want to take us down. Like he just like was really proud of that metaphor. We're, we're in jets. We're... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, I feel like you left one on the table there, man. Uh, but we get down to a joint practice they, they do with the Panthers. So they go down to the Panthers training camp. This is kind of a, a new thing that teams will do since they hate actually playing starters in a preseason game. Yeah. So instead, they'll do a joint practice a, a day or two before they play that team in a preseason game and get that work in there in a, kind of a safer environment because there's like no tackling at joint practices. So uh, no hitting essentially for quarterbacks and running backs so one of the assistant coaches has a new metaphor for for one of his linemen he says sometimes you just got to lift your leg and mark your territory <laughs> know what i'm saying <laughs> we're in their backyard gonna piss in their corner on their tree and he's thinking of other things like on the porch on the kids toys <laughs> and the kid and, and the player's like stretching he's like not the kids, not the kids. Not the and the guy, the coach is like, no, not the kids. They're toys on their toys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like bordering on like fetish territory and oh, like it became uncomfortable and yet they let it, it made the edit, man. Oh it made the edit. God. I'm going to piss on your kids. <laughs> what? Sorry, that's what our coach told us to say. <laughs> Uh, okay, that is all the time we're giving to this episode. We will be back again. <laughs> Anyone want to hazard a guess? This year. Uh, well, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm good with that. We'll check be out back some this year. Microphone prices. Well, I mean, if a hotel room is like at least 300 bucks, a good mic is, what, 500? At least. Oh, yeah, at least. But. Like a candle. Yeah.